on this episode of Why Watch That. But Alex then left the show. So Alex is gone. You know, she's in a cabin in the woods, essentially writing her book. <laughs> that kind of thing. And this woman, by the way, was in Big Top Pee Wee, his love interest. That's the actress. Yes. <laughs> you know, you can fold your laundry with it on. That kind of thing. You can be on the phone, you know, having fun and kind of checking in on it. Anytime you see Michael Caine, I always think of his acting videos. <laughs> I don't know why. He's got all kinds of manuscripts laying around his house, you know. He's alone. He's cranky like the ref said. Don't call the man. Leave him alone. Oh, my goodness. Please, creators of the world, unite. Move it along. We are in 2021. You do not need to indulge. Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, Watch That. that. Critic? Yes. Critic! What? Have you heard? We just got a buy me a coffee page. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's that? Boy, come on. It's a place where listeners can support our work for as little as $5. dollars <laughs> Pretty much the price of a coffee. I don't drink no coffee. What you talking about? Well, you don't drink anything but water <laughs> and eat raw potatoes. But <laughs> I guess they can buy you a popcorn. How about that? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, everyone, look. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that to support our work, or purchase our valuable resources. Yeah, you know what? We just added the TV trackers to help you curate a collection of shows you'll love to watch. So find this and more ways to support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. So Critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe. A why watch that sneak peek. We have sneaking, peeking. Hmm. We've got a TV show and two movies that we want to talk about so that you can prepare to either watch or maybe not watch. Hmm. But let's start with the new season of The Morning Show on Apple TV+. Plus. Now listen, we all know that The Morning Show took it all by storm. You put together Jennifer Aniston with you know, Reese Witherspoon with, you know, Steve Carell with a bunch of other people, you're going to get some talk. Plus, it was one of Apple TV Plus's babies. Um, And they're back for season two. And and word on the street, it's already been renewed for season three. So, Hmm. hello, we ain't done yet. This, of course, is coming to us from Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Witherspoon's production company. And if we know anything about Hello Sunshine... They deliver the drama. And the question is, are they going to deliver more drama than they did last season? Because it was a whole lot of drama. Um, But the cast is back along with some new characters that I'm kind of excited about because Mm. one of them in particular is a true, true favorite. Uh, 
from one of my favorite shows. But I'll let the critic dive in. Yes. Um, so in season two, the pandemic is on, um, by the way. But how do they handle it? Well, I've seen, I, I don't know if it's two or three episodes. So there you go. So what happens is we see after the pandemic has hit, what state is the morning show in, the whole uh, broadcast network and so on. But then we're taken to before the pandemic after season one. Now we know there was a tragic end of one of the characters in season one. So that still has repercussions in season two. We also know when it came to Jennifer Aniston's character, Alex, she dropped the bombshell with Reese's character, Bradley, and it wasn't planned. But Alex then left the show. So Alex is gone. You know, she's in a cabin in the woods, essentially writing her book. (laughs) That kind of thing. And Bradley now has a new partner at the morning show. But the ratings aren't that great. Now, there's an opening in evening news. So a lot of this stuff is like based on real stuff that happens in newsrooms, like with morning show people wanting to be in evening news and all that other kind of stuff. Bradley wants that role. Does she get it? Now, remember how she started, because everybody wants to remind her as well. (laughs) Okay, they're like, were you even qualified for this job? She's like, look, I used to do news like this. Yeah, but where? Where did you do it? Now, Steve Carell's character, he's been canceled. We know that. And he has gone off to Italy. But can he outrun the cancellation is the question. And he meets a woman there who has an interest in him. But why? And essentially, she comes to his defense. Defense in the face of what? And this woman, by the way, was in Big Top Pee Wee, his love interest. That's the actress. Yes. (laughs) So, okay. Now, we also have Billy Crudup's character, whom we all love to hate, Corey. What is Corey doing is the question. Is he fired or not? Can you fire Corey? Because skeletons, he's got your skeletons. And he might remind you. So he's still trying to come up with his machinations to stay on top and to get ratings and so on and so forth, manipulating people. And one way that he's manipulating people is Bradley. Because Bradley's like, look, I backed you. And he's like, well, wait a minute now. (laughs) Don't forget what I did for you. But he has Bradley's best interest at heart. Of course, it's Corey. So one way that he wants to help Bradley is via a new character that the ref was so slyly talking about played by Juliana Margulies now this is Laura Peterson and Laura works at the network at UBA but she has experience she's been there a lot but when it comes to her and Alex Jennifer Aniston's character what's their story because what we find out is Alex is going to make a comeback What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. But a part of this comeback is Alex is giving an interview with Laura. Are the knives out? What does Alex tell Bradley about Laura? And coming back to Corey, Corey says to Laura, hey, you're going out with a Bradley 
on the road because they're going to cover uh, the election together. Give her some pointers. Watch her in action. You know, just mentor her. What happens as a result of this mentorship? If that's what you want to call it. So things are happening. And we still have the same old people who want to move up and they can't. Uh, The beginning of the pandemic is happening at this moment. Who's sent out to cover it? How are they treating it? The producers, all of that. Who is the producer of the show now? Right? Because what happened to Alex's producer, Chip, played by Mark Duplass? You'll see. You'll see. So we still have all of that kind of stuff happening. Now, what I have to say about season two of The Morning Show is this. The first season of The Morning Show, I thought it was, you know, depends on the moment. When it worked, it was, you know, popcorn, soap opera, entertainment. When it didn't, it just was off to me. Uh, when it comes to the opening episodes of season two, it I was just going, okay, th- excuse me. Is this supposed to be fun? Is this supposed to be popcorn entertainment? If that's what they want, I wasn't getting it really. I was just going, okay, all right, like let's move it along. Uh, even when it comes to Corey, my favorite character here, he is not, he needs to be on top being a puppet master and not like aloof, smiling at these people, looking down. That's not quite where it is here. I didn't feel like they had enough ideas for him in the early offing here. So that's my question, because if it's not that, then what I found it being was appropriate background noise. You know, you can fold your laundry with it on, that kind of thing. You can be on the phone, you know, having fun and kind of checking in on it. So if they want it just to be something where you pass the time, fine. But otherwise, they need to bring more than they're doing at the beginning of this second season. All right. Well, we'll see. We will see. Uh, Let's move over to the movies. This is coming to us uh, quite soon. Some sources say the 17th of September, and I'm talking about the new movie bestsellers. Uh Oh, this is Lena Russeller's direction at her direction, but Anthony Greco wrote it. Now who's starring in it? That's the question. Michael Caine. Anytime you see Michael Caine, I always think of his acting videos. (laughs) I don't know why. It's just so funny. But he's not the only one. Aubrey Plaza and Scott Speedman. uh, Carrie Eels is also in it, among other Brits and non-Brits and Americans and a little bit of We Are the World. So what is this? Yes, we are. Um, Now, anytime I see Michael Caine being a cranky old retired something or other, I always get interested, especially if he's a writer, because, you know, the you know, he's smoking at the typewriter doing all kinds of stuff. (laughs) What is going on here? (laughs) Well, not too much of that, unfortunately. But what has happened is Aubrey plays Lucy. Lucy has... Um, she's inherited her father's publishing house, essentially. She's taken over. And they have certain properties that are valuable. But is she an editor? Is she a publisher? Does she have the chops to do that in order to push this house forward? Now, people think that she doesn't. One in particular played by Scott Speedman from Felicity. His name is Jack. 
And Jack just wants to buy the properties. He's like, look, I mean, you know, hey, just take this money. It's worth this. And then you don't have to worry about it. You, you can't do this anyway. Now, between Lucy and Jack is more than just this potential sale, which complicates things. Now, because Lucy does not want to sell, she has one opportunity to save this house. And it's by reaching out to really the the writer that put them on the map, kept them on the map, is feeding them. Harris Shaw, played by Michael Caine. Now, Harris's editor was Lucy's father. They had a close connection. What does that mean, though? As you go through the movie, you'll see the complexity of that editing process. I won't give it away. Now, Harris, he's got all kinds of manuscripts laying around his house, you know. He's alone. He's cranky, like the ref said. Don't call the man. Leave him alone. Oh, my goodness. But Lucy reaches out. What's his response? What's his contractual obligation? So because of this contract, there's a way for Lucy to force him into doing another book and promoting it. He doesn't want to promote anything, by the way. That's a part of his contract. How can she work around that? Well, they go on this little tour to promote this book. And what does Harris do? He says all kinds of inappropriate things. Now, of course, this leads to popularity. But does it lead to sales? So as this goes through, Lucy gets more and more frustrated. Harris does as well. But of course, they form some sort of bond. But the question is, is it going to be enough in the end? And the question is, what's really going on here with all of these characters? All of these characters. Now, for bestsellers, if, like the ref said, you want to see a cranky Michael Caine, there you go. However... Toward the end, they just lose it. Starts getting a little too emotional. And I'm sorry, the writing doesn't support all of that. It's just like watching, I was like, okay, this is fine. This is cool. You know, you can kind of chuckle along with Michael Caine and watch what you expect between him and Aubrey Plaza and so on and so forth. You know, okay, fine. Let's keep it light. But when you start getting deep, okay, well, then you got to support that. I don't know that that happens. Uh, Would I rush out to a theater to see this? Absolutely not. If it's available streaming at some point, would I watch it? You know, my friends, a lot of times you just need something different on, on a weekend. And this might do it. Well, there's that. Let's move on to another sneak peek coming out the same day. Mm. Mm. It's called Blue Bayou. And it's... <laughs> It is all about Justin Chong, just (laughs) saying. He wrote it, he directed it, he's starring in it. Mm. But he's not the only one because um, Alicia Vilkander is also in it and we love her, Um, along with some other folks that the critic will tell you about. Now, here's the deal. The poster looks super interesting, right? You look at it and you're like, okay, what's going on here? Why is it called Bayou, we always think of like Louisiana, down in the South, Um, you know, what is the Blue Bayou and is this something we're going to rush to the theater to see? Mm. Yeah, and you're exactly right. This is set in Louisiana. Um, Justin plays Antonio LeBlanc. And people are like, where'd you get that name? (laughs) Okay, because Justin is Asian. Where'd you get that name? Well, he was adopted. 
Um, so when he was three years old, he was adopted uh, by an American family. Okay. And uh, now he has his wife, Kathy, played by Alicia. And Alicia has a young daughter. It's not his biological daughter. But this daughter considers him her father. Now, you know, they have their struggles financially and so on. But this is a, a tight family. They love each other. Now, Kathy's mother, what does she think? And it's really landing on the think because she doesn't say much. But what is she thinking? Because she has to help them out. Is this the man that she wants her daughter to be with? Now, what is going on with Kathy's daughter's father? Who is he? I won't tell you, but it plays a pivotal role. Now, there are two cops that come into the story. Their partners, Ace and Denny, played by Mark O'Brien and Emery Cohen, our favorite. Now, they come in and they don't like what they see when they see this family in the grocery store. Why? What is this all about? In particular, Denny does not like anything that Antonio is doing. And Antonio is doing nothing. Now, this leads to a major complication with ICE. Now, you might be going, hold, 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 hold on, critic. You said he was adopted by an American family. What does ICE have to do with it? I won't tell you. But this is connecting to something that has been happening in this country to adopted children from overseas. So you'll see that. I didn't know anything about this. I knew nothing about it. So, you know, you may learn that in this movie. And at the end, they, of course, give you some of the actual things that happened. So they want to hold this family together. Can they? I mean, if ICE is on your back, that's expensive. Whether you are legally here or not, if they if they think that you need to go, you're in trouble. And this is where Vondi Curtis Hall's character comes in. Vondi is having a little bit of a resurgence lately. I'm so glad that that's happening. And he plays a lawyer, Barry Boucher. And Barry's got to tell them the truth of what they're facing. So in the end, will this family be able to stay in the bayou? Whether it's blue or not. Or is it all going to be the blues is the real question for them. Now, what I have to say about it is this. This is the kind of indie movie you would expect in Louisiana. We've seen these kind of movies before. Southern indie stuff with just people talking. I like this kind of genre. I like it. I like the way that these actors interacted. I believe them all the way. Um, what I have to say, though, is you've got to move it along. You just have to. Please, creators of the world, unite. Move it along. We are in 2021. You do not need to indulge. Ask yourselves this. Does the audience need to see that? Just ask that one question. Go back to the Peter Jackson rule for Lord of the Rings. If it's not about the ring, it goes. Because if you do that, I know you have obligations for runtime. I know this. Everybody's afraid to do like an hour, an hour 10. But you got to write a story that's worth an hour and a half or two hours or whatever your runtime is. So there is a lot to like about Blue Bayou. The characters, the people that Justin did, he did a lot, like you said. I mean, he did everything except for produce it. And our friends at Macro are a part of the producing uh, a team. Okay. 
this is a great story. It has some great moments, but you are doing a disservice to it by dragging it out when it didn't need to be. Well, it is going to have the verdict of the audience on September 17th, along with bestsellers. And then obviously you can be checking out if you don't want to go anywhere, you can check out the morning show season two. Now, remember, if you have Apple TV Plus, you can always binge season one if you haven't started and start on season two. But all of these things can be available to you. It's just how you want to see it. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.